ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستهدي ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحابته ومن تبعه الى يوم الدين اما بعد فقال الله تعالى في القران المجيد ان الله لا يغير ما بقوم حتى يغيروا ما بانفسهم وقال تعالى كل نفس ذائقه الموت وانما توفون وانما توفون اجوركم يوم القيامه فمن زحزح عن النار وادخل الجنه فقد فاز وما الحياه الدنيا الا متاع الغرور praise be to allah to be, to him belongs all praise we praise him we seek his forgiveness his guidance and his mercy We seek refuge and protection of Allah from the evil and bad inside us as we seek his refuge and protection from the evil of our bad deeds know that one who is guided by Allah they are truly guided one who is left to go astray they will not find a guide or a protector or a helper after that and i bear witness that there is no god but the one true god the creator of the heavens and the earth and all that is between them he knows the inner secrets of our hearts and he has no partners and i bear witness that muhammad peace and prayers of allah be upon him is his slave and messenger brothers and sisters carrying on from the theme that uh i've been deliberating about for probably a couple of years as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says surely allah doesn't change a condition of a people until they change what is with themselves and this one is the last in the series of this So today what do we need to change in ourselves first the realization and we already know that but it's an attitude and that is in regards to our attitude towards death Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says kullu nafsin dha'iqatul maut every soul shall taste death kullu nafsin dha'iqatul maut wa inna ma tuwaffawna ajurakum yawm al-qiyamah shawli your recompense fully recompense will be on the day of resurrection inma tawaffawna ujurakum you will be ujurakum yawm alqiyamah the recompense of rewards and the result is only on the day of resurrection meaning not here whatever you see here is not the result it is part of the trial wa inma tawaffawna ujurakum yawm alqiyamah So what is real success for man zuhziha anin nar zuhziha yani al bu'd anin nar whoever is kept far away from the fire wa udkhil al jannah and is entered into paradise faqad faz they are the ones who have succeeded if you want to gain success forget dunya that's where it's coming 
after mawt, which is inevitable. فَقَدْ وَمَا And the life of this dunya, of this world, is only goods and enjoyment of deception. Don't be deceived. So, كُلُّ نَفْسٍ As Allah SWT says, to remind us constantly and not for us to forget. The Quran is replete with reminders. Even when it doesn't mention mawt, there's an indication of that coming. Is there not, brothers and sisters, if we but open the pages of the Quran, recite and understand what we're reciting. Allah SWT says, أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا يُدْرِكُمُ الْمَوْتِ وَلَوْ كُنْتُمْ فِي بُرُوجٍ مُشَيَّدَةٍ Wherever you all are or be, death will come to you. Death will come to you. Even if you are in fortified towers, even if you're in, there's no escape. So death, first thing, is a fact. And we Muslims, obviously we realize it, but it's a reminder that death is the only, I always said, the only sure thing in life is death. Is it not, brothers and sisters? There is no cure for it. Don't be fooled by those who fool themselves and shaitan has fooled them and dunya has fooled them that they're going to find a cure for death. They're not going to find a cure for death. Every soul will have to go through this death. Allah SWT is the only one who remains forever. He is It is Allah. We are mortal to remind us of our mortality. There is no, nay, there is no cure, as the Prophet said. Said, Allah SWT sent the diseases, and for every disease, He also sent its cure for us to find and research. Except for one, old age. Never mind death, there's no cure for old age. That's a fact. From authentic from the authentic statement of Rasulullah So before we talk about death and find somebody finding some miracle cure, there is no cure. Face it, the only reality, real reality of life is death. And this death, we have to change our attitude towards it. Well, how? We have to remember it more than we do, actually, brothers and sisters. Not to remember death only when somebody dies in the family and for a few days we remember and then we become ghafil again. The opposite of remembering is ghafla. Ghafil, onisyan. Used in the Quran hadith. Ghafla means to purposely neglect, purposely put aside and not remember. To forget about. Purposely. Either you've been duped by shaitan or dunya, or that's how you get duped into forgetting. Forgetting meaning, ghafla means purposely being unmindful, heedless, just throw it to one side oh, and forget about it as though it's not going to come. So that's the opposite of remembering death, where Allah SWT is reminding us constantly. When we read about the pages to do, even in Fatiha, when Allah SWT mentions Maliki Yawmiddin, Master of the Day of Judgment, it's a reminder for us. A reminder for us where we're going, is it not? Even though it doesn't mention death, but it's there indirectly. Every page has it of the Quran, brothers and sisters. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ghafla is disastrous for us. Ghafla or forgetfulness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu attaqullah. Well, tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat ligad. Oh, you who believe, be in awe and reverence of Allah. Beware of Allah, have taqwa. And let each soul look for sure to what it is sending for the morrow. What's tomorrow after death? What are you doing? That's a reminder of death coming again. Wattakullah. So be in awe and beware of Allah. Surely He is fully aware of all that you do. And do not be of those who forgot Allah. That is ghafla. Here, forgetfulness is not the forgetfulness that's forgiven in Islam. Doing things... Wrong things out of forgetfulness is forgiven, out of jahla or ignorance or forgetfulness is forgiven. But this is not talking about that kind of accidental forgetfulness because Allah SWT says Allah makes them forget themselves and they are the ones who are fasikun, the wrongdoers. So it is purposely forgetting Allah, which is ghafla, which is heedlessness, yeah? being ghafil. Right. So Allah SWT, death which we cannot escape. وَجَاءَتْ سَكْرَةُ الْمَوْتِ بِالْحَقِّ When death comes, when the pangs of death come, جَاءَتْ سَكْرَةُ الْمَوْتِ When the pangs of death come with truth, because when death comes, all is revealed, is it not brothers and sisters? Yeah. Once the angel of death comes, yeah, there's no coming back and saying, oh yes, I saw a light and I came back. Near-death experience is all nonsense. There's no such thing. You either have death or you don't have death. There's no such thing as near-death experience. Yeah. You don't see the angel of death. And then you say, all right, mate, I'm going back. I'll see you later. I saw a light. Yeah, the angel said, it's all right, mate, go back. Carry on. Nonsense. Yeah. When the ghaib shows itself, it will show itself and there will be no going back. وَجَاءَتْ سَكْرَةُ الْمَوْتِ بِالْحَقِّ ذَلِكَ مَا كُنْتَ مِنْهُ تَحِيدٌ When the pangs of death come with truth, Allah says, this is what you were trying to. تَحِيد هَذَا يُحِيدُ means to deviate, steer away from, trying to escape. This is what you were trying to stay clear of. But there's no staying clear of it. ذَلِكَ مَا كُنْتَ مِنْهُ تَحِيدٌ وَنُفِخَ فِي السُّورِ ذَلِكَ يَوْمُ الْوَعِيدِ And when the trumpet is blown, then the next stage, this is the day that you had been warned about. وَجَاءَتْ كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَعْهَا سَائِكٌ وَشَهِيدٌ And on that day, every soul will be brought with two angels, the one who's leading and the one who's a witness. سَائِكُمْ وَشَهِيدٌ لَقَدْ كُنْتَ فِي غَفْلَةٍ مِّنْ هَذَا You used to be heedless in غفلة of this. Don't be. May Allah SWT make us of those, not make us of those who are in غفلة. You used to be heedless and threw this aside and wanted to forget about it. لَقَدْ كُنْتَ فِي غَفْلَةٍ مِّنْ هَذَا فَكَشَفْنَا أَنْكَ غِطَاءَكَ فَبَسَرُكَ الْيَوْمَ حَدِيدٌ now the screen that you put across your eyes has been lifted 
and your sight is really clear and sharp. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are fortunate believers that Allah is showing us those pictures in the Quran already before they come to pass. So do we have an excuse? We have a lesson excuse. Allah is showing us already that the curtain is going to be raised and you'll see the truth and the reality of what's coming. All that is a reminder of death that's coming. So remembering death, وَقَالَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي حَدِيثَ اللَّهِ رَوَاهُ التِّرْمِذِي قَالْ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَكْثِرُوا مِنْ ذِكْرِ هَاذِمِ الْلَذَّاتِ Increase your remembrance of the one Hazim is qatir, the one that will cut off all pleasures, meaning mawt. Prophet ﷺ said, increase your remembrance of the one that will cut off all your pleasures, death. So while remembering death, how do we remember death? And is a balance to be had. When I say remembering death, of course, in this regard, I don't think we really suffer with this. Majority of the world is steeped in dunya. Yeah. Dunya has made us become ghafil actually. That's our real problem with the riches and the things of dunya. That's why Allah SWT says, وَلَا تَغُرَّنَّكُمُ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا وَلَا يَغُرَّنَّكُمْ بِاللَّهِ الْغَرُورِ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِنَّ وَعْدَ اللَّهِ حَقٍّ Oh people, oh human beings, surely the promise of Allah is absolutely true. What's coming to pass to you? So do not let the dunya, the life of the dunya deceive you. And do not let the deceiver deceive you in regards to Allah, which is shaitan. Do not let the deceiver deceive you in regards to Allah. So deception... Deception is, is a key thing which is stopping us actually. So our real problem is remembering death, not the opposite. Opposite extreme is of course to go and sit in a cave or sit in a mosque and just think about death and wait for it to come. This is not from Islam. Yeah, that's the other extreme. No way does it say do that. How do we remember death? Brothers and sisters, as we've... As for ghafla and for forgetfulness, Allah SWT sent the reminder, did He not? And the reminder is the Qur'an. The reminder is the salah. Every time we stand for salah, every time we do dhikr, and every time we read the Qur'an should be a reminder of where we're heading over our death. So daily reminder, is it not brothers and sisters? Death, unlike in the society around us, which has been hidden from people, we shouldn't be hiding ourselves or our families from death. It was never hidden in moral and upright societies of believers in the past and present, was it brothers and sisters? It was open. It was open, never hidden away, cast aside, talking about death, thinking about death, seeing as being morbid. That's what they say in English, isn't it? Oh, it's a bit morbid, isn't it, talking about that? It's not morbid, it's a reality. Yeah. Morbid it becomes if you just sit there constantly doing nothing with your life. The reminder of death is to remind us about doing something with our life. That's the purpose of it. Not that we just sit there depressed because we're going to die, but it is to drive us to doing good and not to be duped by dunya and selfishness and greed and all that comes with it. Is that not so, brothers and sisters? So the reminder is a wasila, is a means to doing something. 
to being active before we breathe our last, which will be very soon. So salah, dhikr, Quran, all those are reminders, as it not? Company of believers, good people. Visiting funerals, attending funerals, going to give condolences to people who have died and their families. Visiting the graveyards. Visiting the graveyard. Not on a daily basis, that's not the way Rasulullah operated, but... As he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I prevented you, the Prophet sallallahu said, from visiting the graveyards. Now visit them, I'm telling you. But this is one of the hadith where the Prophet initially stopped the believers, male and female, from visiting graveyards. Now he changed his position and said, visit the graveyards. <coughs> Why? So it will remind you, because it will remind you of the akhirah to come, of your own death. And when you go, when we go to the grave, graveyard, male and female, and we have hadith of humble mu'minin, I know some people have the conservative view of women not going to graveyards, but actually the evidence is against them. The best opinion is men and women going to visit the graveyard to be reminded. They need reminding of the hereafter just as much as men do, do they not? And we have authentic hadith of Ummul Mu'mineen Aisha anha visiting the grave of her brother Abdul Rahman and one of the tabi'een asking her, I thought you were prevented from visiting the graveyard. And Ummul Mu'mineen Aisha says, referring to the previous hadith I mentioned, yeah, the Prophet initially forbade us from visiting the graveyard, then he ordered us to go and visit the graveyard. Yeah. Graveyard, look at the way of Rasulullah because graveyard, he said salam after saying salam to the people in the graves and asking forgiveness from what did he say? He also said, well, we are soon coming to join you. We are soon coming to join you. Allah we're right behind you. You're our foreigners, inshallah, we are coming to join you very soon. That is a profound reminder for us ourselves of that. So that's important as well. While I sit down, if everybody can stand up, brothers, look at the space on front and sides, make room for our brothers standing at the back. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, as-salatu wassalam ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Amma ba'da yu al-ikhwa. While thinking of death and all the things to do to remind ourselves so that we can get busy with doing something for the time to come. Well, tanzul nafsum ma qaddamat lighad. So we can be busy with that. The opposite, of course, is we don't wish for death. The Prophet Sallallahu said, la Oh, في حديث الذي رواه بخاري ومسلم يا لا يتمنين أحدكم الموت لدر نزل به. Let no person wish for death because of difficult trial and tribulations that they're going through. But Rasulullah went on further in this hadith and said, if they really still are insistent on wishing, then let them make the dua. Allahumma ahyini ma kanatil hayat khayran li 
وتوفني ما كانت ما كانت الموت أو وفات خيرا لي. Yeah, that's the best you can do. Oh Allah, give me life if that is what is best for me. Oh Allah, give me death if that is what is best for me. And the Prophet said another hadith authentic, saying to Abbas, his uncle, don't wish for death, because he was calling out when he was ill. He's saying, because for a good person, for a good person, while you've still got life, it's an opportunity to do, do, go, do more good works. And for a bad person, it's an opportunity to do tawbah while you've still got life. But this is the balance of how to view death. The second thing that I want to mention is in regards to our change in attitude when somebody, loved ones, die. Someone whose love to us dies. And we have two extreme positions in that regard that we should avoid. One is becoming so upset to the extent of uh, wailing and as people do still sometimes, which was part of Jahiliyyah. The Prophet on Yahaz, the Prophet called it. Prophet said, Ithnan, Ithnan fin nas humabihim kufr, a'tan fin nasab wa niyaha ala al mayyit. He said, Two things in people, meaning believers, will lead to kufr, will lead to disbelief. One, to look down on people because of their lineage. And the second, Wailing and crying, wailing and crying loudly when somebody dies. So niyaha is seen as like kufr, actually. So the Prophet when he's talking about niyaha, that also includes that when somebody loved one dies, like mother, wife, children, that we don't become so down and despondent and depressed that we can't go on with life. That's why the profound statement Allah SWT says in the Quran, not just for death, but any kind of calamity, as I've said before. Yeah. Say it not just with your lips, but feel it in our hearts and understand what we're saying. This statement, why Allah gave us this statement. Give glad tidings for those who are patient and fortitude and steadfastness. In other words, their life doesn't come on hold because some loved one has died. They don't stop and just lie down and wish for death. When they're faced with any kind of calamity, including a death of a loved one, what do they say? From surely we belong to Allah and surely we are returning to Him. Reminding of them of the fact that this return was inevitable, whether it... Six months, seven years, 40 years or 80 years, it was inevitable and that I am in the queue as well. That is a reminder. What people sometimes forget is this loved one's gone and what you're supposed to do, of course, sadness is part of it, not to the extent of losing hope. Al-Yais is becoming hopeless, down, depressed and not being able to carry on with life. That is not the way of believers. That is a sign of kufr, not of iman, brothers and sisters. That is a sign of kufr, not of iman. But to remember actually that the person who's left, their deeds and their book has been closed and finished. But mine is still carrying on. I haven't finished. 
I may not even make it to the age that they made it. How do I know that? So it's a reminder of my own mortality. So instead of downtrodden with so much sadness, sadness is fine. But to the extent of losing all hope, we need to think how much time have I got left? I've still got opportunity to do Tawbah and do good works before I end up in that grave as I've seen my loved one go in the grave. That's the reminder, brothers and sisters. But Niyaha takes it to, that's part of the Niyaha of total hopelessness. Yeah, and people, the Prophet said, Hadith in Bukhari Muslim, Inna Allaha la yu'adhibu bidam'il ayn wa huznil qalb walakin yu'adhibu walakin yu'adhibu yu'adhibu aw yarham yu'adhibu bihaza wa ashara ila lisani Surely Allah doesn't punish because of the tears of the eyes and the sadness of the heart. This is also a reminder of the other extreme. Some people think that wailing and crying loudly and screaming is the same as crying. And so I've seen people over the years when some person is crying from the family, they say as though they're trying to stop them from crying. As though they're not allowed to cry or be sad. Well, let me tell you, that's also wrong to do that. That's the other extreme. We are not wooden boards. We are human beings that Allah put kindness and mercy in our souls. And the best of creation, as he mentioned in Bukhari Muslim, I'll give you two hadith, is the one who cried when his loved ones died. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, brothers and sisters. In this hadith that I'm mentioning, Prophet says, surely Allah doesn't punish because of the tears of the eyes and the sadness of the heart, but he punishes or is merciful, merciful in regards to the tongue. So punishes are merciful depending on what the tongue says. So if the tongue says, besides screaming, <laughs> negative things against God, then punishment. But if it says positive things like, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon And other things yeah, Other things which are pleasing to Allah Then it is rewarded for that But certainly not punished for the crying And the sadness On the sadness So the Prophet Sallallahu He said In hadith in Bukhari Muslim as well When the Prophet Sallallahu uh, Last son Ibrahim From Maria Al-Kopti Died when he was a toddler Abdul Rahman ibn Auf from the Sahaba, great Sahabi from the uh, Ashal Mubashir, from those ten who were given the good news of paradise, came upon the Prophet ﷺ and found him crying. Wabaka Rasulullah. So now this understanding of Abdul Rahman ibn Auf is some of the understanding of some of our people, believers nowadays. But he was corrected. He said, Ya Rasulullah, you're crying? As though he understood that that was negative and part of niyaha, wailing. So the Prophet ﷺ said to him, he said, Al-ainu tadma' wal-qalbu yahzan wala nakul illa ma yurda rabbuna wa inna bifiraqika ya Ibrahim la mahzunun. Beautiful words of Rasulullah that we need to remember. Prophet ﷺ said, the eyes are crying and weeping. The heart is sad. That's a fact. Nothing wrong with that, in other words. 
But we don't say anything from this tongue except that which is pleasing to our Lord. And surely by your going, Ibrahim, our hearts have, left, have been left saddened. Restating the fact that I am sad, yes. And when the Prophet ﷺ, in another hadith in Bukhari Muslim's granddaughter, Umayma, the daughter of Zainab, Zainab, yeah, who is the daughter of the Prophet ﷺ, of course. I remember, brothers and sisters, when we talk about and think about the difficulties and trials that we face. The Prophet ﷺ lost all of his children while he was alive. Not one, not two, not three, all of them except Fatima. Anha, who passed away six months after the death of the Prophet Including the grandchild here, Umayma. Including the grandchild. How many of you and I have ever been through anything close to that, brothers and sisters? So Umayma, when she dies, his granddaughter, the Prophet now, uh, um, one of the other companions from the Ansar walks in and finds him crying and saying, Ya Rasulullah, didn't you prevent Zainab from crying? He misunderstood. Zainab's his daughter, the mother of the child. He misunderstood when the Prophet is telling him about wailing and saying bad things and tearing clothes and doing things. He misunderstood that that means no crying at all. So the Prophet how did he answer him? Beautiful words, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Innaha rahmah ja'alallahu fi kuloobi al-ibad. وَإِنَّمَا يَرْحَمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الرُّحَمَاءِ Subhanallah. So the Prophet answered Sa'ad ibn Ubadah it was. He answered him, he said, this crying that you're seeing, surely it is the mercy. It is the mercy that Allah put in the hearts of his creation, of his slaves. It's from Allah. For surely Allah is merciful only to those who are merciful to others and are full of mercy themselves. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So our attitude is a balanced attitude. As Islam is always balanced, brothers and sisters, it doesn't go to extremes. Yeah, so when loved ones die, yeah, we don't go to extreme of tearing clothes, losing all hope as though all of the dunya has been destroyed and had no hope. Neither do we go to the other side of becoming like planks of wood as those people, sometimes people see religious people and say they've got no feelings. That's not the way of Rasulullah But we have a balance. A balance. Mercy. Yeah? So the crying and the sadness is part of it. Yeah? But not to its extreme. May Allah SWT fill our hearts with mercy. May Allah SWT make us of those of his ibad. Yeah? Who are full of mercy. May Allah SWT forgive us our sins. May Allah SWT keep us guided aright. May Allah SWT help us to change for the better. May Allah SWT make us of those who remember death. And may Allah SWT make that urge us into doing good works before our time comes, which is very near, is it not, brothers and sisters? Inna Allah malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت وباركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله 
يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون قوموا إلى الصلاة أيها الأخوة